Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Coming to town. Coming to town in June, I believe it is, June 6th, if I'm not mistaken, with Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's going to be a good one. That's a date night. Mm -hmm. That's a go home, and we're going to make the next generation kind of night. (laughs) Hello. Service inspiration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Police in Mississippi, Dana Wright, Mm. reportedly have charged the brother of former Royals outfielder Gerard Dyson with murder. Yes, that, that what speed do. Gerard Dyson's brother, who was playing, I think, with him at that dice game when something went wrong and and shots were fired. Chauncey Dyson, 45 years old, charged with first-degree murder in the November 19th shooting death of Sean Williams III and possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. Uh, Detective Mike Milholan telling uh, reporters that a witness statement and an audio recording shed light on the incident and people who were at the scene. Gerard Dyson, who was part of the Royals' 2015 World Series championship, was playing in the dice game. Um, okay. That's too bad. Uh, all right. What is the Chiefs' latest? Are we still not favored by three? And is it still going to be pouring down rain when they play? And then you guys follow this stuff more than I do. What does that mean? I know we play well in the cold. Do we play well in the rain? Uh, it is no longer a spread of three. Oh, do it tell. It is now a spread of four. Oh. Oh. Got <laughs> That one sounds. Is that because of the rain? I don't know. Uh, we are now. No, um, several players for the Chiefs are out. Yeah, um, Tooney's a Tooney's huge out. One. Yeah, Sky Moore is mm-hmm. out. Sky Moore has been out. But yeah, Tooney has a torn pack. The fact that they even thought that he was going to play, something tells me that on the inside they didn't think he was going to play. Pacheco mm. and Tony are questionable. That's concerning. Pacheco's questionable. Mm-hmm. Now we cannot not have him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's had a, an issue with the toe, but uh, yeah, he's 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 going to go tape it up. There. Yeah, tape okay. it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you also hear there's some crazy rumor that Coach Reed wants to retire next year and Bill Belichick is going to be our next coach? And these are like major national pundits where, where, where all saying this, this this morning. Yeah, emphasis on you, crazy all, and rumor. Crackpot. It's all over Twitter. And it was like mega national sports people saying this is what's going to happen. Uh, the forecast for Baltimore for the next couple of days, uh, 
Rain and 46 on Sunday. Rain and 46. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. That's I'm manageable. Nervous. I'm start- I am literally starting to get nervous about it. Why? I don't know. I want them to win so bad. They're not going to. You got to have faith. Someone overnight took a life-size cutout of Jason Kelsey with his shirt off, but it is like a life-size, real-to-size cutout of Jason Kelsey in that suite with his shirt off, and they went all over Kansas City and posted it. <laughs> Literally anywhere you can imagine in Kansas City, shirtless Jason Kelsey so, is in these photos. Did, did you see the interview with his wife? What did she say? So I've read it. it. I haven't seen it, it. It was a fun interview to watch. Uh, she was I don't remember who she was being interviewed by, uh, but we were watching it downstairs in the sales pit. And she says that she and Jason Kelsey arrived at the game separately <laughs> because he wanted to do the most Buffalo of Buffalo things. He wanted to jump on a flaming table. Right. And she's like, well, I don't want anything to do with that. And so he drove to the game by himself. That in and of itself concerns me. Did not get to jump on a table. They end up meeting in the suite. And at this point, he's half schnockered, right? Hey, Kylie, yeah. how are you? And, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Kylie. Kylie. Hey, babe. Kylie, I love you. How are you, babe? I love you so much. You're so great. And um, anyway, I guess they're in the suite. And he said, honey, uh, I am going to be taking off my shirt. And I am going to jump out of this suite. And she's like, okay. And so. No, she, she said, Jason. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. So he did it once. <laughs> and she was like, well, there goes my Jason. There's my husband. <laughs> That's great. Good times. Good times. She said, by the time he did it the third time, I finally, when he came back into the suite, I went said, over to enough. him. And I said, enough is enough. <laughs> um, so Channel 4 had this yesterday, but you need to look up the cardboard cutout of Jason Kelsey. I mean, someone has posted him, Scott, at Union Station downtown in <laughs> cookie stores i mean anywhere you can imagine this cardboard cutout is popping up all over town but they have also put <laughs> the shirtless jason kelsey on cookies that you can buy you Aww. can get it on a t-shirt now <laughs> he, he, he won't be stopped i can tell you what the next <laughs> halloween costume is gonna be oh you know it's gonna be isn't sky more on injured reserve sam uh, I believe he, I mean, he's been hurt for a while. Yeah, somebody's arguing with me. Sky Moore is not out. I'm, I'm like, he's he's listed as injured reserve. Um, yeah. He's out. I don't want to talk about it. It stresses me out. I just want to win. I want to win so bad. Well, oh, uh, I, he did not practice at all this week. He has a knee injury. Okay. Oh, wow. From the text line, if the Chiefs losing means we can finally stop hearing about the Kelsey brothers it will be worth it. Okay, oh. that is the only person in the world that thinks that. I'm telling you right now. Oh. You know I watch that podcast on a loop, Scott. It is so funny, and it is so entertaining. And at the end of the day, if you're looking for something to not make you mad or stress you out, like I don't know Brian Laundry's parents being evil, then watch that podcast. It will make you laugh. Okay. But we need to manifest a win, Scott. I know. I know how you feel internally, but we got to manifest a win. Positivity. Sam, I, I I want this team to win. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm just a realist. I look at paper, and on paper, there is no chance. Okay. Am, am I wrong? I have faith. No, I think yeah, no, you're not you wrong. just need to have faith. I don't want to say that on Red Friday into a microphone, please. Okay. And by the way, uh, 
all this talk about Belichick coming, I, I don't think Kansas City would tolerate that. I don't think we could tolerate losing Coach Reed. He's such a beloved figure here. And he has said he has no plans on retiring. Remember last week he said, I'm old. I'm not that old. Yeah, he very adamantly said, I'm not retiring. He's These rumors are like 64, right? Just that, rumors. He's, what, what is he, 64? Here, I'm looking it up right now. He's 65 years old. Turned 66 in March. From the text line, any given Sunday, baby. Yeah, <laughs> baby. All right, quick break. We've got Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances coming away right after the 5 o'clock news here on Dana and Parks. Story here from the New York Post. Mm. Brian Laundrie called his parents up to 20 times in two days. After he killed his girlfriend, Gabby Petito, it has emerged. Let me read that again. Brian Laundrie called his parents 20 times in two days after he killed his girlfriend, Gabby Petito. The panicked barrage of calls was a marked change from Landry's regular communications with his parents. In the two months before Gabby Petito's death, he apparently only called his dad Christopher once, and he phoned his mother Roberta Five times. In the entire prior month. Two months. One time to, or two months, one time to dad, five times to mom. Mm -hmm. And then the day or the day after he murders her, 20 phone calls in two days that were described as frantic and panicked. Laundry, who is 23 years old or was 23 years old, eventually told his parents that Petito was, quote, gone. Gone. And that he needed a lawyer two days after she was last seen alive. Now additional details indicate that Laundry first called his parents at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, August 29th, 2021. That was a couple of days after Petito last spoke with her mom. Uh, Landry's call, Laundry's call lasted 55 minutes, followed by another 22-minute conversation at 9.20 at night. The first so, two, uh, let, two me, let me just read one more sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first two calls were followed by several more over the course of Sunday and into Monday, most of which were between Laundry and his mom. This is where we need our attorneys to call in because they have said in depositions, right, Scott, that he said to them, Gabby Petito, quote, was gone and I need a lawyer. Somehow their attorney is trying to wiggle around this and say, well, they were hoping what he meant by she was gone was that maybe she had just run off for a couple days with girlfriends. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. A flurry of frantic phone calls. He says she's gone. I need a lawyer. They can't walk this one back, Scott. No. They knew. They knew from that very first 55-minute phone call. Let me ask you something. If I call you and I'm frantic, Scott, and you're my dad, and I say the person that I'm with is gone, I need a lawyer, I... for the rest of that 54 minutes in that phone call, do you honestly think you're going to say to me, oh, my God, can you believe the Chiefs are playing this Sunday? I know, right? I'm so excited about that. Well, what else is going on? No. They talked about for that 55 minutes after he said, she's gone, I need a lawyer, yep. you would say, 
oh my God, what do you need? What, what do you mean you need a lawyer? What have for you 55 d- minutes, what, what did you do? What have you done? That's right. What have you done? And then they go having some cockamamie press conference, his parents full well knowing she is now dead, and they say something to the effect in that news conference of, we are praying for her safe return back to her family. And, and, and so this is the civil portion of the suit where Gabby Petito's family is saying, you deprived us of the knowledge that you had while we held out hope that she was alive, while you full well knew she was dead. And for that, we're suing you for emotional distress. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Why are they not also charged criminally well, with with hindering an investigation they or should, with well, they should be and and this story from the New York Post goes on to remind us Dana that Brian Laundry's mother Roberta had when he came back to their home after Gabby Petito was dead his mother wrote him a note and do you remember what she wrote on that note burn after reading yep why would you have to burn a letter from your mother after reading it? Listen to this. In the deposition, they refuse to acknowledge that Gabby's gone, I need a lawyer, meant that she was dead, which their attorney says flies in the face of logic. The Petito's attorney, if your son calls and he's frantic and says she's gone, I need a lawyer, what other explanation, quote, of gone could there be? Yeah. She's gone, so she's with her friends, or she's because that's what they they tried to explain away later, uh, earlier in this story. They say, well, when when he said she was gone, we thought that might mean she had left for a couple of days to quote to meet with her friends, or she just leave for a couple of hours when she was living with us. Right. Well, she went with friends. Then why do you need a lawyer? Why, that's exactly right. Then then why do you need a lawyer if she's just out with friends? Now, this is interesting. Not only are her parents suing the laundries for pain and emotional distress, claiming the couple intentionally withheld information about Gabby's death, which clearly they did, let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. They are also suing the um, laundries' attorney for the same reason. Steve Bertolini. That, yep, that action is set for trial in May because, of course, he would have known. But what does that mean, Scott? If you're an attorney, don't you always stand up on CNN and say... You know, like everybody, we're hoping for the safe return of this young woman, even if you probably know that something went down mm-hmm. that is not going to lead to the safe return of the woman. Now, let me let me remind you that th- this flurry of calls, one of which, by the way, I-, I talk to my mom probably every other day. Yeah. Okay. And I know you talk to your mom with, with pretty decent frequency. I can't remember the last time I was on the phone with my mom for 55 minutes. They're usually 10, 15-minute phone calls at most. Yeah, it's because you've never called Maggie and said, quote, she's gone, I need a lawyer. No. That tends to elongate the time that one is with someone on the phone when they drop the words, she's gone, I need a lawyer. But, but let me... <laughs> I'm going to have to go right now. I've got I've got some bread in the oven. No, that's not what happened. For 55 <laughs> minutes, they talked about what she's gone means and right. why he needs a lawyer. That's exactly right. And keep in mind, this flurry of phone calls came in at the end of August, August 29th and August 30th, okay? Yep. Is when Brian Laundrie called his mom 20 times over two days. August 29th and August 30th. I will remind you, and it's pointed out in this story, 
on September 14th, so more than two weeks later, the Laundries issued a statement in which they said, on behalf of the family, it is our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that Miss Petito is reunited with her family. Okay, I want you to break down that very passive sentence again, and here's why. Because I think that was very carefully crafted by mm-hmm. their lawyer. Yeah. It doesn't say our hope is they find her alive. alive. That's right. It said she is found. And Read reunited and, and reunited with her family. But the way it reads, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean alive. Read it again, Scott. Okay. Uh, they wrote on behalf. No, you're right. It was very carefully worded. And if you listen carefully, you will see that they never, ever once say, we hope she is found alive. Their quote, on behalf of the family, it is our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that Miss Petito is reunited with her family. Search is successful does not mean they find her alive. And that that's correct. why they that's why their attorney crafted that in that manner. We hope the search knew. is successful, meaning you, you find her body mm-hmm. and that she is reunited, meaning her remains. And I would also say this, God, be, because they delayed or hindered or obstructed or whatever you want to call it, um, their knowledge that he had said, quote, she's gone, I need a lawyer. Um, there's also a, a, a practical reason, I think, when you look at this legally, that a body was then left out there for how many more days? And and would you not be thinking, if you were a criminal, Scott, if we can just delay them finding her two or three weeks, maybe there will not be a body to be found. Direct evidence or a body to be found, which mm-hmm. could then be exculpatory in some manner. I mean, is that why they were withholding that information? You have to wonder. Uh, they, they go on to point out in this, in this story um, that the family of Gabby Petito is uh, offering sympathy and empathy to the laundries because they too lost a child. But they say that is something we are not getting in return from the laundries. Sympathy and empathy. You forget part of that burn after reading letter. His mother said, quote, if you are in jail, I will bake a cake with a file in it. If you need to dispose of a body, I will show up with a shovel and garbage bags. That was in that letter. Who writes that to their child? If you dispose of a body, I will show up with a shovel and garbage bags. Somebody who is... um guaranteeing that their child is a failure to launch. You you would say, Scott, whatever has happened, let us help you get through this. You mm-hmm. need to come home, tell us what happened. We will hire an attorney. We will get through this. We, you will turn yourself in. I will always love you. You can say that. Yep. You don't say, if you need to dispose of a body, I will show up with a shovel and garbage bags. When you know that she is missing, I mean, that is just grotesque uh says here going forward petito's parents simply quote want to know what christopher and roberta knew what they knew and why they held it back telephone number here is 
We'll get to your calls, your comments in just a moment. Festivus Friday coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news here on Dana and Parks. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Story here. A middle school in North Carolina has taken the drastic step of moving mirrors out of their bathrooms. And there's a reason for it. To cut down on bathroom breaks by students creating TikTok videos on campus. Good God. Leaders at the Southern Alamance Middle School in Graham, North Carolina, say students were caught making videos during class time. (laughs) <laughs> and the school's leaders also say they noticed students taking lots of bathroom breaks more than was expected. Does she have IBS? <laughs> I saw this story, and let me ask you, what is the reason for even providing mirrors for kids in bathrooms? I mean, do you have to have a mirror to check your makeup and your... No. I don't know. It, I think it'd be a little weird as an adult to go into someplace without a mirror in a bathroom, especially like a, hmm. you know, a restaurant or a bar. But, I mean, do you have to have a mirror? Uh, I prefer having a mirror in the restroom. I don't check, know. I just, check for like a floating booger or yeah. why? Whatever. I don't know. Maybe my hair is out of place. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but you're an adult. Are you Are you in the men's bathroom here at work doing TikTok videos? Uh, no, I don't spend a lot of time uh, doing TikTok videos considering I have like 95 seconds to go to the restroom mm-hmm. when I get a chance. And so I swear to you all, I swear to you, if I was on TikTok, I would be a multi-bajillion follower sensation because the stupidity that follows me around that I see on a daily basis. But you know me, Scott, I just don't have the I just don't have the bandwidth, the knowledge, the time or the desire to add a new social media platform to my life. Oh god, no. I'm a Facebook girl, I use Twitter for work and that's my my pattern is full there, okay? But last night I swear to you, swear to Moses, and I put this photo on my Dana Wright KMBZ page. I am in that nice bar. It was a nice bar, like gold fixtures nice. Uh, Glass of Mayomi was $20. Oh, my word. And to give you an understanding of that price, a bottle of Mayomi, if you can get it at CVS or your local liquor store, is usually $20. So a glass of my wine that I like was $20. Nice place. I swear to you, I am sitting next to a couple. They are by themselves, enjoying the music. And at some point, he leaves and comes back to this bar with live music going on, loud Mm -hmm. live music, Mm -hmm. with an enormous dog. And that dog looks so stressed out and so skittish. You know, you can tell when a dog is uncomfortable. 
and is like looking around because of the, it, it was a very loud space. Uh, it was a full-size poodle based on the picture, and they're pretty high-intensity dogs. Full-size, like the big, 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 tall kind, okay? And this was a dog that he didn't have with him in the beginning? Nope. I don't know where he went to go get the dog, because this was also a very expensive hotel. I cannot imagine they allow animals. Hmm. But he comes back with this skittish dog, and then wait for it. Lo and behold, a woman walks in with a, quote, service animal. Oh, boy. Whether you want to believe that or not, it had the vest on, and the large poodle starts jumping and growling, and, and there's a glass table in front of us full of cocktails, starts jumping and growling at the, quote, service animal. And I'm ki- I've got a look on my face like, is someone going to say something about what is going on right in front of me here? And he looks at me and says, I swear to you, he looks at me and says, we couldn't find a sitter. We tried to find a sitter for the dog. We couldn't find a sitter, could we? We couldn't find a sitter for you. And what? I wanted to stand up and punch this man in the throat. What do you mean couldn't find a sitter for the dog? That, that's what bathrooms that are for. What <laughs> he said what? to me when I kind of looked like you're about to spill all the drinks. Why do you have a dog in here, weirdo? We couldn't find a sitter. We tried. And let me just tell you, as a mother of four, do not look at me ever and tell me you couldn't find a sitter for your dog, so you are going to disrupt everyone else with your dog that does not belong in a bar. Yes. Well, hi, can I ask a question? I would love for you to this I'm telling you, this insanity follows me everywhere I go. Who hires a sitter for a dog? Scott, he was that guy. He's like a bra guy. I mean, he just was just obnoxious. It's- One of those guys. It sounds well, to me. Tried to find a sitter. Tried to find a sitter for the dog. Couldn't find a sitter. And I'm like, what? how is it the rest of our problem? A that you have a sitter for your dog, and B that you couldn't find one tonight, and now your dog is in a bar where your dog is clearly stressed out. It sounds to me like they have not done a great job training this dog. Was he wearing a, just, like an Arapostale shirt or whatever that is? Yes, yes. <laughs> of course that he guy. was. Of course Scott, he was. That guy with the hat on backwards and the fancy watch. Was there bling yes. on the back? pockets yes. of his jeans you you nailed it on the head and i, I want to be honest I, I love animals i do they don't belong in bars God, no. um i think 99 percent of them with service animal vests are fake they don't belong with sitters and number three i felt sorry for the dog i really did couldn't, yeah. couldn't find a sitter for my dog that's what the house the house is a sitter right but a lot of people they're the Dog care is a new thing now. It's not dogs aren't dogs anymore. Get out. They're fur babies. Get, get, get Scott, out. they are. I'm telling you. People I'm just telling you the way it is. Ever, billions. It's a billion dollar industry. And so people think that if their dog is going to be nervous being at home alone, they can't be left at home alone. Why would the dog be nervous? Because it has an attachment issue. No, because you, they treat it like you, a child. You've created. No, you've created an attachment. It, that's, issue. that's what I'm saying. I agree. My argument is, is if the dog is too nervous to be at home alone, the dog is too nervous to be at a bar with you. Here's the other reason I don't believe the other woman's service animal was actually a service animal. When the service animal saw the large non-service, non-babysat dog um, getting stressed out and barking and rearing mm-hmm. up like a horse does, mm-hmm. this huge poodle was was jumping up on its hind legs, like trying to get at this other service and animal. And this is the dog that they couldn't find the yes. sitter for? Yes. Okay. Then the service animal... 
started freaking out and tugging on her service animal owner. And I remember thinking, aha, if that was really a service animal, Mm -hmm. that service animal wouldn't even blink at what this other dog was doing. Hmm. That is a fake service animal. Oh, God, it made me so mad. And do you know on my flight out here, I didn't tell you this, um, two actual bomb-sniffing dogs were on our flight. And I knew they were the real deal because they were traveling with full military people with these dogs, with the entire muzzle and that like, this was not a fake service dog on my flight, Scott. So I know, you know, I think most of us can understand, okay, that's real. That dog needs to be on this flight. And I hope no one packed heroin. <laughs> Two so, dogs in a bar, not real. Yeah. Somebody says on the, on the text line, I dog and house sit all the time. Last week, I dog-sitted for a week for $300. Now, it's one thing if the owner is out of town. They're going to Hawaii or and, something, yeah. And, and, and they want somebody to you know, bring in the newspaper or just you know, turn on the lights at night, make it look like the house is being lived in, feed the dog in the morning, feed the dog at night, let the dog out in the morning, let the dog out at night. That's one thing. Maybe hang out for a little but, bit. But, but if, if all you're yeah. doing is going out to a bar for a drink, does your dog need a sitter? You do, apparently. I'm passive, I'm passive aggressive enough. I kind of threw a look like, mm, what's, what's going on here, buddy? But I would never say, um, can you explain to me why you have a dog in a bar? I mean, I just, I wouldn't do that. So I just posted it on Facebook <laughs> and said, will someone else explain to me why this is happening? Telephone number here is 913-586-7798, 586 Seven seven nine eight. I I cannot understand, and maybe somebody can explain it to me. Grocery stores, people who cannot leave their pets at home, and I'm talking to you, guy in the kid drop off line at school with the Bichon on your front lap. <laughs> I'm talking to you, uh, Dana. I'm surprised you didn't turn to this dog owner and say, "I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom." I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have Flash an animal control a very badge. particular set of skills. <laughs> and I will you kill you. You never know I who you're ki- going to be sitting next to. I will kill you. 913-586-7798. Somebody on the text line says, who hires a dog sitter? I don't know, maybe 60% of Johnson County? We do not. And and I know it's trendy to hate on Johnson County and all that stuff, and everybody in Johnson County's rich. They're not. Um, everybody in Johnson County has a dog, and they hire sitters to come over and take care of them. We do not. My, my dog right now is in a master bathroom laying on a blanket. Odie stays in the laundry room. It's his safe place. Yeah. He but loves to, it. To your point, a dog sitter coming over and letting the dog out twice a day and maybe hanging out for a little bit, that's what dog sitters do. This guy needs a dog babysitter to just sit Fair there point. and, oh, you're a good boy. It's okay. He'll be back bar. soon. That, that's what I've got a problem with, Scott. If you are going out of town, absolutely you need to have somebody come look after your animals. Water them, feed them, walk them, all that stuff. I don't understand the I have to take him to the bar. I just don't. I don't. When, when, when I was DR, we had, yeah. no, we had no fewer than four people coming over to the house on any given day taking care of Stella. Sure I mean, Stella was okay. She's 13, almost 14 years old, um, having a little trouble with her BMs. And 
so she needed to get outside a lot. So when I was DR, there would be no fewer than... When you than... were DR, she was BM? <laughs> yes. BMing all over the floor. BMing all over the bathroom. Scott, would, you have, would you have said something? What do you mean? If you were sitting here and there was a guy across from you that said, oh, we couldn't find a sitter, would you have said something? I, I probably would have just rolled my eyes. Um, yes and no. By the way, a jury in New York has just ordered Donald Trump to pay $83 million to E. Jean Carroll. I know you didn't just drop that on Friday. I know you didn't, so I, I'm just going to go on. We're not going to talk politics, and, I'm, and I, I, I dropped I a one-liner. you just did that I dropped a one-liner, $83 million, before I go to Tammy in Overland Park. Yes and no, Tammy, Hi, Tammy whoa, turn Tammy, the radio whoa, down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tammy, I'm going to give you seven seconds. Uh, if you'd be so kind to turn your radio down, and we will go right to you. Uh, let's try it again. Tammy, hello. Hi. Hi there. There you are. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to say, put my input on the craziness of uh, ser- service animals. I know they're needed, but my husband and I both work in a grocery store, and... He was working one night, and somebody brought in a service horse. Huh? <laughs> Sorry? A service horse. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, was this the miniature kind, or are we talking uh, like It was uh, a, a, a sh- uh, like a, shelt- a shelt- Sh- Shetland, Shetland pony. Pony. Mm-hmm. Shetland pony. Uh-huh. And yes. did we have a vest uh, for the horse? Did it have a diaper? It didn't have a diaper, but it did have a vest. Mm-hmm. And kind of crazy. And our, we did have to have it investigated, and it is a legit thing, but it's, I think okay. it's getting a little out of hand. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean it's a legit thing? I, I, uh, what do you mean by investigated? Our HR person looked into it, and it was, um, they are doing service ponies now because they can support people better but to bring it into a grocery store is outstanding to me hmm. now i i've heard of equine therapy where you go and you ride the horse and you that would be the opposite of therapy for me because i've only been on two horses in my entire life and i've been thrown off two horses in my entire life but for some people <laughs> it's very therapeutic to that you go to the horse and get your equine therapy i've never heard of someone carousing around town with the pony. You're two for two of getting dumped off the <laughs> dumped off two a horse for two. Never again. How do you fall off of a horse? One of them um, bucked me off, and the other one didn't mean to, but got its um, foot stuck in the mud, and then reared back to get its foot out, and I flew off the back. Yeah, horses and Dana don't get along. Wow, apparently not. <laughs> Keep a very safe distance. Uh, Mike in Clinton, Missouri. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys, love, love our show. Hey, uh, I deliver a playground mulch. I'm sure you're all familiar with the wood product for playground mulch. Yeah. And I, I had a delivery here a while back, uh, took it up to Omaha, and I looked on Google Maps, and then the place I was going, sure enough, it was daycare. Okay, that sounds fine. I get there. No, it was a daycare. It was a daycare. They were converting it to a doggy daycare. I, could, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> they, were, they were putting in these concrete stalls inside where the kids used to play for pins for dogs. I thought, I thought it was pretty, pretty crazy. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, it's a booming business. Hey, Scott, speaking yeah. of um, excrement, did you know today is the day that we observe the inventor slash 
toilet guy who marketed and made toilets the way they are in modern society. That's number one. Today is the toilet day. Number two, hand to God, his name is Crapper. His name is Thomas Crapper. Well, it's fitting. Largely credited with updating toilets that really have not been changed. You the say Thomas Crapper? His name is Thomas Crapper? I swear to you, look it up. I thought it was a joke. It is not. His name is Thomas Crapper. Yep. First man to set up public <laughs> showrooms for displaying <laughs> sanitary wear. He Happy was, Crapper Day, everybody! He, he was an English plumber and a businessman, and he founded Thomas Crapper and Company in London, a plumbing equipment company. Oh, so he didn't just sell the crappers; he showed them off. Can you imagine that man at Starbucks? Crapper he held a dark roast for Crapper. Crapper. Crapper held nine patents, three of them for water closet improvements. Read that toilets, <laughs> such as the floating ball cock. <laughs> what? <clears throat> <clears throat> Crapper and the ballcock didn't see that coming. He, he improved the S bend plumbing trap in 1880 by inventing the U bend. Uh, by the way, uh, the internet is going crazy that Jim Harbaugh, as he goes to the Los Angeles Chargers, is going to hire Colin Kaepernick. Good. In fact, had it written into his contract that he was allowed to hire Colin Kaepernick. As an assistant coach. Hmm. Quick break for the news. Dan Weinbaum's got that coming up in two minutes. Uh, we are an hour. Stories. We are an hour out from Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances, which starts promptly right after five o'clock here on Dana and Parks. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.